0: Welcome to Leadership Starts on the Inside, the Lead Like Jesus podcast. That is Rich Cummins. I am Freddie Scott, and this is the Lead Like Jesus podcast where leadership starts on the inside. This is your podcast, Kingdom Leaders, and we're so glad that you're joining us again today.
1: In today's episode, we're going to be talking about technology and your family. We're going to be looking at what scripture has to say about it. We've got some stories we want to share with you and really think about some practical takeaways and application as far as how you should implement a technology plan for your family. And we're going to end yep. on, a, on a solid prayer to help guard you and your family against the bad of technology as we typically do on our episode. We always like to end in prayer.
0: Well, I'm so excited about this conversation. We've been talking about integrity over the past few episodes, and I just felt like this conversation is so relevant in this continuation of our discussions on integrity because technology has become a part of our world. And unfortunately, without a adequate game plan, or understanding God's view of of what we should or should not be involved in, it can really have a negative impact on so many marriages, so many families and our own personal walk with the Lord. Absolutely, Freddie. And
1: technology has become a bigger and bigger thing. You know, I, I don't know if you think back when I was a kid, the first video game I ever had access to was Pong. I mean, that was back in the 70s. That was that was hot stuff back then. But, but I think we've advanced quite a bit. And the first cell phone I ever saw was a bag phone. That'll date me. My dad had a bag phone in the car there uh, for a little while. But these days, kids, as early as, I don't know, pre-teen for sure are, are getting cell phones and, and have access to a whole world of information that we didn't have access to uh, as their parents when we were their age. In fact, I know you told me a stat the other day Freddie about uh, the digital age and kids growing up these days without uh, having people to help navigate them through all the information.
0: Yeah. This is the first generation. When you think about this in human history, This younger generation, our teenagers today is the first generation that is, that has not needed the older generation for content. Mm. Because if you have a cell phone, if you have internet access, if you have Google, uh, you have access to all the content that the world has to offer. offer. But what they still do need is context. Mm. And unfortunately, what's happening is our young people are being inundated with information at their fingertips without necessarily having the appropriate filter of understanding how to process the information and even uh, from an age-appropriate standpoint i've had situations where i've had (laughs) this uh, kids doing an innocent google search on youtube and then i walk in the room and this video pops up that's totally inappropriate and their eyes are like oh my gosh what am i looking at and and they were just looking for something innocent from their standpoint but unfortunately because of all the predators that are out there they can throw a hashtag or things to target our young people and if we don't understand what's going on and how to protect them and protect ourselves we can end up seeing things that we really have no business seeing
1: yeah Freddie, and a couple stats for you 59 percent of all teens video chat with their friends, 72% of all teens spend time with their friends via social media, but only 27% of parents use some sort of a filtering device uh, on their kids' devices to keep them from from, uh, being subjected to some of that bad content, just like you were talking about. And you can only imagine, when you you talk about walking in and your kid Uh, accidentally stumbling onto something, which is everywhere now, the eyes big, the shame comes on them. And, you know, so what do we do? How do we react to that? And and how do we parent our kids well, and not only well, but lead them in, in the ways of the Lord, raise them right. And so let's look at scripture, Freddie. Let's talk about what scripture says about the things we consume. And I got to tell you, Matthew six twenty-two is one of my favorites. And, and the verse goes like this, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. And so that's really talking about how your eyes impact your entire being. So if your kids stumble across something or they're engaging in content, that's not good for them for prolonged periods of time, that starts to impact their entire being.
0: You know, what we see creates an imprint on not just what you know, but also starts imprinting who you think you are. Mm -hmm. Think about, how many young people are inundated with TikTok or Instagram or, or obviously for our generation, Facebook and get caught up in what other people are posting and how they're projecting themselves. And unfortunately, even the increase in children with dealing with depression, anxiety, uh, uh, either substance abuse or mental health issues as it pertains to how they see themselves. Cause I don't look as pretty as her. I, I don't look as buffed as him. I don't have as much as them. They get into that that envy and trying to compare themselves because I'm seeing all these images and I'm trying to compare myself, which is not what the word of God has instructed us to do. And so I love that scripture, Rich, because again, our eye ultimately it becomes that filter that processes all this information. And if I'm not controlling the input, then it's impacting what I think, how I feel, and all these other things uh, that can impact us. I, I love this other scripture in Philippians 4.8, something that most of us are familiar with. It reads, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there be any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Now, when you think about that scripture and then compare it to how people, what people think about as it pertains to the the influence of social media and how many people are getting into social media arguments because Mm -hmm. they're thinking on things that are not lovely, true, honorable, pure, lovely. And and this really does impact not just our, our core of who we are, but the relationships around us.
1: Yeah, Freddie. Oftentimes I tell my kids, you, you become what you consume, what you take in. It has such an influence on you and you just don't know it. And so when you talk about that Philippians verse and you know what we should be thinking on and meditating on and, and practicing in our lives, it's the good things, the pure things. And and when we take in the bad, oftentimes that still has a, a, a negative effect on us. I remember... Uh, Back in the day, they used to say uh, that uh, playing playing first person shooter games or uh, consuming content uh, with violence in it isn't going to make you violent. That's just uh, make pretend, that's, that's just Hollywood. But the truth is what we take in is what we can become and it can really impact the way we think. And if it impacts the way we think, it'll impact the way we behave. And so, something else I've been thinking about, Freddie, is the brain, the brain, and how video games, how technology in general, social media, all of these things impact our thought process. And so you know, dopamine is one of those neurotransmitters that's pretty important to how our brain functions. And so it's a reward center and it and it and it has so much to do with a lot of things. But when you overstimulate your brain with all of the content that you can get through technology, it makes everything else in life seem dull and mundane. And that's why it's so hard to pry those devices out of our kids' hands. You know, Freddie, I went, uh, I wanted to go uh, tobogganing the other day with my kids and, and they were like, ah, I don't want to dad, that doesn't sound like fun because they'd rather be on their devices. But I made them put those things down. We drove an hour away, we went on the toboggan run, their hearts started beating and, and they started experiencing a little bit of life. But it does remind me though, if you're completely stimulating your mind 24 seven, through technology, it does make it challenging in how you live the rest of your life and how you relate with people.
0: You know, when you said that, I remember a session that I did with the Dallas Cowboys a few years ago. Um, we did a, a community outreach with some of their players, as well as some youth in the, in, the, in the area. And we're talking about social media and the impact of social media. And they call your, your social media platform, that homepage, a feed for a reason, because it's feeding you information, it's feeding you content, it's feeding you images. And many people are impacted by that feed so much that, again, to your point, it, 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 my entire day or perception of myself is skewed from that feed. And one of the things that we've tried to talk about in providing some of those safeguards is be mindful of what's in your feed. You don't right. have to eat everything. Right. Yeah. You don't have to consume everything. So if I wanted to apply that Philippians verse uh, to my social media habit, if this person or if this platform, if this organization or whoever is posting things on my feed, if it's lovely, pure, just honorable, think on those things. OK, I can watch that. But if it's feeding me content that you know what can I give my children my phone and they can look at all of my social media habits and I there's no issues or do I have to maybe wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Let me, let me scroll through because again all of those things can impact, not only ourselves, but how credible can we be as leaders. Of of our own homes and our own businesses, uh, we can see even today, just recently, there's different businesses and major networks that have had issues in their leadership as a result of things that they allowed to creep into their psyche that impacted relationships or inappropriate relationships that they that they allowed themselves to be involved in.
1: Yeah, Freddie, and you know we talked about on a on a recent episode integrity. Integrity in the workplace, integrity at home, and so when you talk about technology in particular, you know if 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 we have to hide or we have a secret life in the digital realm, what kind of integrity are we truly having when we lead our family and we lead our children? And so so I've had to I've had to put myself in a technology sabbatical at times. I've had to put myself uh, in a position of thinking should i be watching this if i don't want my kids to be watching this then why would i so that's a question we have to ask ourselves and i want to tell you and and focus on the family we've partnered with for several years focus on the family um was a partner in our in our lead your family like jesus book and project and they've got a resource out there called a parent's guide to today's technology and it's a wonderful resource to begin to ask those questions you know uh, what is appropriate content. How can I safeguard my kids? What should I be looking at? Uh, what does it do to my 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 brain? You know what does it do to my kids' brain, brains? So those that's a it's a great resource. I would encourage uh, anybody who's interested to look at Focus on the Family and find uh, find out how you can you can protect your family in an even greater way. But Freddie, let's talk about technology as a tool because yeah. it can be both good and bad. And so examine that a little bit for me.
0: Yeah. So again, you use the analogy of technology is similar to money. Money isn't, isn't necessarily good or bad. It's really about how you use it. And so when you think about technology, we can thank God for it. There are certain things that we can do for the kingdom, certain things that we can do that allows us to be more efficient and more productive, but also If we don't understand how to use it properly, it could also cause things to be even more destructive, unfortunately, than it really should be. And so if it's used for good, it can be an amazing tool, you know the Bible APP is an amazing resource, mm-hmm. I know one of my uh, pastor friends in Atlanta, he is able to not only share his gospel of uh, messages. Uh, to his congregation but he's able to use that tool for anyone that's looking for a service or looking for a Bible study or a devotion, you can use that that APP for an amazing tool for personal growth and development and be able to connect with other like-minded believers. But uh, the Life360 app is an amazing app. It's a great way Mm -hmm. to track where your teens are. My wife and I have used that personally for our kids. And it's sort of funny with, with our teenagers that they'll leave and they'll drive and we know exactly when they got to school. Who they're oh, yeah. going to hang out with? You know who? When did they stop at Chick fil A? Freddie, <laughs>
1: Freddie, you can even tell how fast they're driving.
0: You know yes. that, right? You can get on them, man. You it can it get tells other. But Slow it's down. but those are amazing tools that can be used for good. But unfortunately, a lot of times we don't think all the times are out about how we can protect ourselves and and the types of things we should be involved with, which is why this conversation is really, really so vitally important for us.
1: Well, yeah, and we want to talk about moderation in a little bit here too, especially when you look at technology being, being you know, could be used for good or could be used for bad. And so even if you're using it for good, moderation is still important. Yeah. And let me tell you, there's an, a, an interesting um dynamic at play that, that I read in that focus on the family, um, article that I mentioned. And it's, it talked about, talks about mirror neurons. I know you've probably heard of that before Freddie. It's, it's this, uh, it's this neurological thing where, where, when you're sensing or seeing somebody express an emotion, you feel it yourself. And so it's been researched on monkeys and labs and, you know, where, where one one monkey might be expressing or feeling pain and then the other one uh, feels that in the same way. And so what tends to happen when you consume a ton of technology and you're not relating face-to-face and building off of those mirror neurons you're beginning to consume relationships instead of living out relationships. And Whoa. so that can create a mindset of people and what kind of value they can have to you for your personal needs instead of it being a, a mutual relationship and respecting the other the way we should. And when we talk about uh, lead like Jesus, there, there's a principle, uh, part of the being habits are supportive relationships. And so we it's not enough to just say i've got a bunch of online online friends or you know i connect to people in that way um we've got to have in person face to face relationships to continue to build a healthy life
0: you know with having a healthy life and healthy habits I think are one of the things that many times we get these devices we get these tools and many times there are apps and things that are that are out there that many times we don't even even understand yet like like if you don't have a TikTok account like literally all every teenager lives on TikTok and Snapchat. And I guarantee some of our kingdom leaders have no idea what those platforms are or how to use those platforms. Mm-hmm. And so you when you have this issue of technology going out and being so advanced and being targeted to our young people in this way, it just behooves us to be mindful of these things and try to integrate some of these basic habits to be able to try to keep our hearts pure. Because if, if not, it makes it harder for us to be able to flow with the things that God desires for us to do, because we've had those imprint of images that we should not be seeing or the imprint of different thoughts that other forces are out there trying to influence how we think about situations. One of the biggest things and struggles I think I had to deal with with social media is, is giving myself permission to block images, people... Um, you name it, that I know could be a temptation for me.
1: Yeah. And I had
0: to literally take, you know, and it's not just going to, well, I'm not going to follow it. Oh, I- I'm not going to like it. Uh, no, I had to block it because in a moment of weakness, I could say, well, what was the name of that? What was the name of that person who posted that picture? And honestly, one of the things that get a lot of the uh, athletes in trouble is they follow all these pictures of young ladies that are showing all of themselves unfortunately and because of that they may be married may have a be in a committed relationship but they're looking at all these other images that's ultimately impacting their capacity to truly love and lead their family and so giving ourselves permission to create these healthy habits of how to Engage with technology is something that we have to do. Monitoring how much time you spend. If you're on vacation, we don't let our kids even take their Xboxes with them. You're going to actually spend time with your brothers and with your sister. Even if you don't want to, you're going (laughs) to enjoy family time. Hey, Freddie, you could always do what
1: my wife used to tell me that her mom and dad threatened to do. Whenever she'd fight with her brother, they threatened to put them both in a triple X t-shirt and <laughs> in the same t-shirt and they had to sit there all day like that. Now, I don't know if that's that's your idea of limitations moderation, but, uh, but the point is that sometimes we have to help our kids when they don't have the proper context. They may have the content, but they don't know how to apply it. They don't know what... They don't know how to safeguard themselves in certain ways, and so we've got to step in as, as parents and help them. Now, let's talk quick about cyberbullying. That's yeah. an issue, Freddie. Uh, a majority of teens, fifty nine percent of them, in fact, have experienced some form of cyberbullying. Uh, Two thirds of adults under thirty have experienced online harassment as well. And I got to tell you, this hits close to home. Um, I've got I've got five kids. I know you have five kids. One of my children experienced. Um, an incredible amount of cyberbullying. Uh, and then by the time I found out about it, it was it was it was pretty bad. Yeah. And so it got to the point where we ended up changing schools. We got our, our child into a, a better program for her, a really strong Christ-centered environment. And we put some serious limitations around uh, uh, around device time, and in fact, I, I, I hate to admit this, but I'm gonna go ahead and admit it anyways. It was so bad with fighting with you know a couple of our children, our younger children, that we took the devices away. We took the cell phones away, I took the video games away, and we decided that we'll reintroduce the things in moderation as they get older when the time is right. Um, but I've gotta tell you, little ones at home, it's just, it's such a precious time and we just can't, uh, we can't stop all the content that can just pop up on their devices. So as our family, we have chosen to take a step away from some of those technological uh, devices for the time being until our kids are just a little bit older. Now, I'm not saying that's for everybody, but that's for us. And I can tell you almost immediately, uh, the, two, the two little ones started uh, playing together again. <laughs> they started respecting each other a little bit more and it's not perfect but it certainly is a lot better because we've we've reprioritized family time so well, yeah
0: no it's so powerful because what I believe this new generation has lost is the capacity to actually engage with each other you know you you mentioned that the video game that that you had you used to put growing up and I remember when Nintendo first came out yeah and and we, we used to play duck hunt. And so you had a little fake little plastic gun you sit up there, and I remember it was a big deal, but we would play maybe for 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, they would go back outside and play again. It wasn't something that you sat in front of the TV and just consumed all day long. Unfortunately, today, if you look at young people and just society today, you can literally, and sometimes my wife and I will do this. will do this when we go out on a date, we'll sit at the table and we'll look around and see how many couples or people are at a dinner table together, but all in their technology and not even having conversation with each other because they're so used to communication on their phone, but they're not used to eye to eye contact. They're not used to being able to attune and relate and have those uncomfortable conversations. It's a skill that's underdeveloped. And so being able to do this is huge. And also when you're talking about bullying, What kids sometimes might think is funny, and you take the picture and then they post it, and now it's seen by hundreds, if not thousands or more people, the impact that it has on these young people is sometimes beyond their maturity level to process. Because they're still trying to figure out who they are and feel comfortable in their own skin. And so finding ways to create safeguards, and and I, I commend you on what you've done to try to protect your children. And protect your family, because I know you're not the only one that's gone through this. We've gone through different things as well. And and even though we can't protect our children from all of the sins of the world and all the issues of the world, we can try to at least help them grow to a sense of spiritual strength and spiritual maturity where they understand who they are. And whose they are, and saturate them with enough love that when and if something happens, it doesn't become something that's overly devastating for them.
1: Yeah, great point, Freddie. You know, I called it a, a relational reset. So not only did we take the devices away, but we sat all of our family members around our table, including the older kids, and we had a discussion. It was a two-hour discussion, Freddie, and it wasn't just me preaching and me yelling. We we started really kind of examining what the problem was, but then we start. We went into we ended it on this beautiful gratitude uh, session. Where everybody affirmed one another what they love about each other and it, it was really beautiful and i'm not saying that technology will be never it's uh it, it's going to be reintroduced for the little ones at some point but in moderation so let's talk quickly about what the bible says about moderation and how that might be helpful to to our audience and so first corinthians six twelve says all things are lawful for me but not all things are helpful All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. What does that mean to you, Freddie?
0: Well, you know, simply put, there are many things that I can do, but it doesn't mean that I have to do it or I should do. Just because it's quote-unquote lawful or permitted, I still have the, the responsibility of having discernment of how I should be spending my time and what I should be doing. So just because the public does that and it's perfectly okay, I have to allow God to really lead and guide me as as it pertains to what should I be involved in and how heavily should I be involved in it.
1: Yeah, and here's another great one from Proverbs 25, 16. If you've found honey, eat only enough for you, lest you have your fill of it and vomit it. And so that just reminds us that not... All good things are good when you overindulge. You get sick of it. Too much honey, for instance. You're going to be sick of it if you're if you're drinking this stuff.
0: Same you know, I, I actually lived this verse once, uh, except <laughs> it wasn't honey. Uh, my grandmother uh, could make the best fried chicken. Oh my gosh! Just and and we're over. And she's making the fried chicken and it is just delicious and this is right out the grease and hot and I'm enjoying it. And I'm like, oh, I want more. I want more. (laughs) I want more. Keep it coming. Yeah, I didn't know the scripture yet. And uh, literally this scripture happened to me. Uh, I was enjoying it, but it was too much. Mm -hmm. And it was more than what my body was able to process. But in reality, that's really what you start seeing happening emotionally, psychologically, and, and relationally within people that becomes so consumed as something that could be a good thing, but then becomes so much that now it becomes toxic and something that is more de- uh, destructional as opposed to something that's, that's helpful.
1: So much so that you have those interactions or you see those uh, snapshots that you were talking about before where you've got a group of people that are in some gathering together and they're all on their devices and not looking and talking to each other. They're overconsuming and it could become very bad for them. And so let's do this, Freddie. I know we're running short on time. I know there's some questions to ponder.
0: Yeah. And so
1: what questions come to mind to you uh, that people really need to ask themselves when they're considering technology and, and its impact?
0: Yeah, I think one of the first questions we should ask simply is is technology really helping me or distracting me? You know, is is this something that I'm using as a tool for something that I know is helping me do something that I know God's called me to do, helping me at work, helping with the family, et cetera? Or is this a distraction and is the reason why my days aren't as productive as they should be? Or is the reason why my children's homework wasn't done? Or is the reason why? fill in the blank. I think that initial question, is it a help or distraction is really a great question for our kingdom leaders to process. What's another one that you can think of that that could help our kingdom leaders?
1: Is technology helping you be more real or is it creating Mm. a fake you? I mean, are you being your authentic self? Are you bringing your best self to your relationships or are you being fake in some way? I think about that.
0: You know, when you said that, I'm reminded of um, a post I did on video years ago talking about some people are more concerned with their online identity than their in-person relationships. Mm. And, And that question is huge. Why am I so consumed to get likes and follows and shares as opposed to being that intentional to share my life with the people that I'm called to love and lead? and then one final question i think would be really really helpful and and i would love to hear your thought on this one is te- is technology bringing your family closer together and you've shared so much already about this and some decisions you all have made as a family but what what are some takeaways or some things that you believe the kingdom leaders could be able to draw on as they reflect on that question
1: well i can tell you let me illustrate it with a story cuz i mentioned you know how we took some of the devices away, and it actually had a positive impact. But let me tell you about technology that we reintroduced as an alternative. So, you know, we we stream. Got rid of cable a long time ago, but we uh, we've we've been a, a consumer of Netflix for a, for a number of years now. I decided to get rid of it. Got rid of it entirely, and we replaced it with Pureflix. And Ooh. so for about a week. Uh, we all would sit down and watch an hour long program uh, together. In fact, we watched, we watched uh, The Chosen and, and it really created this opportunity where by the fourth or fifth day, the kids were asking me, are we going to watch the program tonight? We watched uh, Is Heaven for Real and a number of other things. So I started bringing content back in that was wholesome and good and pointed towards the values we want to we want our kids to embody, but it allowed us also to have good conversations too.
0: Well, I believe that the kingdom leaders that are watching now are watching not only because this resonates with them, but I believe that these conversations are conversations that can be easily had at home, uh, within your ministries, uh, within the spheres of influence that you're called to lead, and even just the personal reflective questions. And, and first sort of governing our own hearts, governing our own habits, and, and then branching out from there to having conversations with your family and with your children. Rich, would you mind praying for these kingdom leaders that some of them may be struggling uh, with technology, maybe have had to deal with cyberbullying or trying to g- grapple with questions or solutions for some of the issues that they've had to deal with when it came to their, their own online habits, would you mind praying for them today uh, that they can continue to see the progress and the fruit that God desires for them to have in their lives and in their children's lives?
1: Absolutely. Be glad to, Freddie. And, and just before I do that, I want to remind our, our audience that we do have some amazing resources that you can grow grow deeper on and in. Uh, at leadlikejesus.com and one is the biblical disc and so our biblical disc assessment will really help you understand how you're wired and how those around you are wired it will give you self-awareness and then something interesting that I didn't and all this is about it's a needs-based system it's understanding the needs of the other this assessment is and it, and it, and what kind of behaviors am, am I uh, displaying and Uh, How do I react to fear, conflict? How do I communicate? All those kind of things. But the interesting thing is when you can gain that self-awareness through a tool or a resource like that, you can begin to lead your family towards that as well. And so my wife and I both took the the collaboration report or relationship report, if you will, for the biblical disc and realized that what we would have perceived at some point in our marriage as uh, personal issues, we realized we're just wired a little bit differently and we can begin to respect each other on how we're wired and and then we also have uh we've, we're introducing uh kids disc as well and that takes it to a whole nother level and really understanding how your kids are wired and how you as a family can begin to communicate uh better and better and grow together and grow in the lord and so that's another way technology can be used for good. And then also you can look at our our four-part series on Lead Your Family Like Jesus. That's on our Leadership Academy. And uh, Focus on the Family is also another great resource, especially as you're thinking about technology. But well, thank you for giving me the chance to pray. So let's do it. Uh, join me if you will. Heavenly Father, God of glory, we just want to always continue to point to you as the source of our of our everything, Lord God, you are our object of worship. You're the source of our self-esteem and self-worth, and you're the author and authority of our lives. And I just pray, Lord God, that we would never make baby gods out of technology. Lord God, help us to discern, you know, how to use technology. How can we protect our kids? How can we use all of the good in it but avoid all of the bad? I pray, Lord God, that you would always. Um, help us to to discern the difference and that you would give us a a sharp mind to to understand when we are getting out of balance. I just praise you, Lord God, for who you are. And I thank you for just giving us the breath of life. We love you, Lord Jesus. In your mighty name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. Well, Kingdom Leaders, please don't forget to make sure you tap into any of the resources that Rich was talking about. My wife and I personally just took that biblical disk and did the companion piece, and it's absolutely amazing. What you need may be different than what she needs, and, and it really does help you in that communication with each other, as well as many. make sure if you have not taken part of the encounter, make sure you sign up and find out when the next encounter is going to be. Your life will be forever changed. And until next time, Kingdom Leaders, we want to let you know leadership starts on the inside. We can't wait to see you next time. Thanks for listening to Leadership Starts on the Inside, a Lead Like Jesus podcast. Learn more and get access to other resources at leadlikejesus.com.